This is Chemo Chair Prayers episode 12. Chemo Chair Prayers is a podcast for anyone who's heard the words, it's cancer. Having lost both my mum and sister to cancer, I was diagnosed. And despite being determined to survive, it wasn't all that long until surviving was all I was doing, living a life I'd neither planned nor signed up for. Over time, I discovered that with God, life doesn't have to be pain-free to be full. And I learned how to thrive, not just survive, right in the midst of my cancer. If you're struggling to keep fear and worry at bay, to trust God no matter what, or simply need a little faith boost and to feel God's arms around you so you can journey on with strength, peace, trust, and yes, even joy, you're in the right place. So take a seat, grab your cup of tea, let your shoulders relax, and allow me to lead you in a short story and a prayer using our guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST, followed by a simple, practical invitation for the days ahead. Whether you were diagnosed yesterday, last week, last month, or you've been on this cancer journey a while now, you'll be all too familiar with times of not knowing. We wait for test results, not knowing if they're going to show the cancer's back or spread. Or will we get the all clear? Who knows? We don't know how we'll tolerate chemo. We don't know how our kids are going to be impacted by seeing us sick. We don't know if or when we'll ever get better. And we certainly don't know if this is it. There are so many unknowns. As cancer survivors, we just can't seem to shake them. And if we're not careful, they not only become all-consuming... But as I've heard from so many of you, they easily spiral into fear, what ifs, sleepless nights, and as we talked about in episode eight, catastrophizing. So what on earth are we meant to do? It's not like we can change anything. Unknowns are a reality we have to live with. So how do we do that without letting them consume us? And more importantly, can we use them? to our advantage, and actually put them to work, building our faith and trusting God. Well, once a month, we're adding a slightly new format to our Chemo Chair Prayers devotion called Chemo Chair Chats, where I'll be doing a short interview with someone who can speak directly into the topic we're tackling before they lead us through our trust prayer practice. I know you're going to love hearing from my guests who not only get it and have been where you are, but they have a wealth of wisdom and practical advice to share as well. And our first guest is Marissa Henley, who knows all about living in the unknowns of cancer. Marissa's a cancer survivor and latte addict who loves helping women dig into the truth of God's word. She's the author of a brilliant book that you've got to buy for all your friends and family called Loving Your Friend Through Cancer, Moving Beyond I'm Sorry to Meaningful Support. See, I told you, you got to get it for your friends and family. And she serves on the writing team for Proverbs 31 Ministries First Five app. She lives in Northwest Arkansas with her husband, three kids, and one disobedient dog. So we have so much in common, disobedient dogs, cancer, writing, so many things. Marissa, welcome to Chemo Chair Prayers. Hi, Nikki. I'm excited to be here with you. Well, we're just so delighted for you to help us navigate this difficult and constant problem that we have of living in the unknowns. But first, tell us uh, your experience with cancer. 
So it was about 10 years ago in October of 2010 when I was diagnosed with a rare form of cancer. It's called angiosarcoma. I had never heard that word before. When the doctor called me with a diagnosis, I had to ask him how to spell it. And of course, the first thing I did was type it into Google, which I don't recommend. But one of the first things that I read when I did that is that only about 30% of people diagnosed with angiosarcoma survive the first five years. And that was actually the day before my 34th birthday. My boys were six and four years old, and my little girl was about 18 months. And my earliest prayer was that the Lord would let me live those five years. I did some mental math, even though my brain was pretty scrambled. And I figured out that in five years, my daughter would be in first grade. And I just started begging the Lord to let me live those five years and be the one to hold her hand on her first day of first grade. So it was a a long battle against that rare cancer. It's very aggressive. And obviously the prognosis was serious. And so I traveled from my home in Arkansas to MD Anderson Cancer Center in Houston, where I received chemo as a part of a clinical trial, um, radiation, surgery. I got I got the works. <laughs> and um, thankfully I have been cancer-free since July of 2011. I not only walked my daughter into first grade, I'm now parenting teenagers and a tween girl and just so thankful to the Lord that he has healed me and preserved my life and allowed me to still be here raising my kids. Wow. What a story, Marissa, and such a a scary diagnosis and a scary percentage to have kind of swinging above you like one of those kind of a piano or an anvil in a cartoon, you know, swinging by a thread above you. So obviously there's the unknowns of your prognosis, but what are the, some of the other unknowns that you've faced since your cancer diagnosis? I think the biggest one is definitely that piano that feels like it's swinging over you. And I, after I finished my treatment and my oncologist said, go live your life. I'll see you soon. (laughs) Because I would come back for scans pretty frequently. There was definitely that fear of recurrence. And I felt like a little bit of a ticking time bomb because I knew that the cancer was likely to come back and that when it did, it was likely to take my life. And I just didn't know how much healthy time I had left. You know, was it weeks or months? Was it years? Just that not knowing just felt like such a weight that that did hang over me and I couldn't quite shake it some days. And then of course, those appointments to go back and have scans and see my oncologist. And for me, it was quite an ordeal. It involved flying to Houston and spending time there and being back in that place that brought, brought back so many memories. And when I would have those scan appointments on my calendar, it was hard for me to even schedule anything after that date, because it kind of felt like that was the end point. And I had absolutely no idea what was coming after that appointment. I knew I could walk into that office and my life could just totally get turned upside down again. And so the unknowns of those scans were definitely difficult. And then there's the symptoms <laughs> that pop up and being diagnosed at about age 34, I had not experienced many of those signs of aging that we tend to have where your back is sore or 
your eyesight's going downhill, just those changes that happen. And now that I'm in my 40s, I am definitely experiencing a lot of those. And so whenever you notice something like that, and you've had the experience where you noticed a thing about your body and it turned out to be cancer, these things can just create so much anxiety because we just don't know what's going on. Is it just a headache or do I have cancer in my brain? And so dealing with those things that pop up in between those scan appointments can definitely be challenging. Yes. That thought of is every headache, a brain tumor is every backache, you know, the cancer spreading to our spine. It's, it's a lot to live with and work through on a daily basis. And if we're not careful, like we said, these can spiral into, um, what we call catastrophizing this, oh my goodness, what if I, you know, I, if I just knew, if I just knew I'd be able to handle it. And I know you have a passage of scripture that comforts you and not only comforts you, but helps you actually deal with the unknowns and live in the unknowns and almost fight back with to the unknowns. Can you share that with everyone? Yes. And, you know, there are so many passages and verses in God's word that have encouraged me throughout this time. There's so many different places that we could go today, but in the interest of narrowing it down to one and not keeping everyone here all day, I'd love to touch on Psalm 16. And I would encourage people to read the entire Psalm. It's beautiful, but we're going to focus on verses five to eight, and I'm going to be reading those today from the NIV. Lord, you alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. Surely I have a delightful inheritance. I will praise the Lord who counsels me. Even at night, my heart instructs me. I keep my eyes always on the Lord. With him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. So as we've said, there's a lot that we don't know. And David, who wrote this psalm, felt the same way. He also had problems in his life. He had people hunting him down. Even his own son at one point was trying to steal the throne from him. And so he had a lot of unknowns in his life. But he gives us this example of settled rest and trust in the Lord. And I'm just going to point out something from each of these verses as we go go down the line from verses 5 through 8. In verse five, David says that God holds our lot secure. Our lives, all of our days, every cell in our body is in his hands. And all of those things that we don't know, he does know. He knows if that headache is cancer or just a headache. And if it is cancer, he has a plan for how he's going to walk us through that. So all of these things that we don't know, all of these questions we have about our future, we know that the Lord holds our days, our life, our family, our children, all of those things that we care the most about. He holds those things secure. He has a plan and he is faithful. And then in verse six, we have a delightful inheritance. And this reminds me of the inheritance that we have stored up for us in heaven that's been secured for us by Jesus Christ. And I don't know how my earthly story is going to end. I don't get to have that information, but the Lord has told me how ultimately my story will end. And that is eternity with him. And then in verse seven, David says, I will praise the Lord who counsels me. 
We can praise the Lord because he knows all things. He knows what we'll face in the future. And we know that he will give us the wisdom that we need when we need it. He may not be giving that to us now. He is not giving me the wisdom to know how to deal with a cancer recurrence because I am not dealing with that today, but I can trust him that if I need that information, he's going to give it to me at just the right time. And then lastly, in verse eight, David says, I keep my eyes always on the Lord with him at my right hand. I will not be shaken. So where is my focus today? Is my focus on all of these unknowns, all of these things that I sometimes desperately wish I could have some answers to, or is my focus on the Lord and knowing that he is present with me, he's at my right hand and I don't have to be shaken. I don't have to be afraid because I know that he knows and I know that he's with me and I know that he is faithful. Oh, there is so much gold within that, Marissa. Thank you so much for sharing that with us. And those nuggets, those truths, you know, how do you translate them into practical steps? I mean, what would you suggest for anyone who's struggling with the unknowns of cancer right now? You know, people listening to Chemo Chair Press, you don't listen to a podcast called Chemo Chair Press (laughs) unless you're in the thick of this right now. So what practical suggestions have you got for everyone today? And that's the hard part, isn't it, Nikki? It's so hard sometimes. And it's a struggle for me. And I will say, I am not talking about this from a place of having figured this out or walking this out perfectly. It is so hard to take that head knowledge and to live it out in the day-to-day when these things come up. But I think there are some practical steps that we can take as we're trying to do this. And the first is to let yourself grieve. And there have been times where there's something going on with my body. I don't know what it is. And I lay down in my bed and I cry because this is hard. This is a hard part of life after that cancer diagnosis that we have lost this naive assumption that we used to have that we had decades of good health and life ahead of us. There are a lot of good things that God has brought into my life because of cancer, but this isn't necessarily one of them. And sometimes we just need to acknowledge this is hard. The second thing I would do would be to say our fears out loud to a trusted friend. And what this does is it robs those what ifs and those hypothetical fears of some of their power. When I keep those things in my head, like you were saying, it spirals fast. I mean, I can go from having a headache to planning my funeral And like, should I be writing down the hymns that I want sung? (laughs) Because this is definitely cancer, right? And so when I say it out loud to someone who's going to understand and, but also speak truth to me and help me think through things, if I've kind of maybe become a little bit irrational about it because it's spiraled so far in my head, just saying it out loud and letting someone walk alongside you through that, I think is really, really helpful. The third step is to memorize a verse that reminds you of who God is and what he's done and that he is with you. And so whenever those unknowns pop into your mind, like David said, keep your eyes on the Lord, keep your focus on what you know to be true. And all of these things that we don't know, there are things that we do know, and that is God's character and his presence with us. So let yourself grieve. Say your fears out loud to a trusted friend, memorize a verse that's true about God. And then the last thing is 
to replace the thought of, I could deal with this if I only knew dot, dot, dot with God will deal with this because he knows. And I know when I'm in that place of struggling with the unknowns, I think if I just had this one answer, then I would be okay. And sometimes we just don't get to have those answers. And in those moments, instead of thinking, oh, if I only knew, I can think God knows. I can trust him to take care of this because he knows and he cares for me. Those are all such great practical things. And I don't know about you, Marissa, but part of that translating the head knowledge, you know, the in my case, dusty old gray matter <laughs> down to my heart where it can actually change my the way I think and the way I feel. Doing something proactive and actually stepping into something makes me feel like I am fighting back, that I am the one. And part of that is allowing ourselves to grieve. And yes, saying those fear out loud and um, especially to a trusted friend where it can almost break the power of them, can't they? When we, we mm-hmm. say it out loud and we often think, well, actually, when I say it out loud, it does sound a little ridiculous. But <laughs> even when it sounds perfectly plausible, it can break the power it has over us. And memorizing a verse and replacing that thought. Will you repeat that thought replacement again for us, Marissa? It is so good. And I will put it in the show notes for everybody. Yes. So when we think I could deal with this, if I only knew dot, 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 fill in the blank, replace that with God will deal with this because he knows. So good. I'm going to write that on a sticky note and put it on my mirror. And so for anyone who is living in the middle of an unknown, big, small, all-consuming, or just nagging today, what would you say to them? One thing I would say is that it won't always feel like it does today. And I remember when I stepped into this new world of cancer survivorship and dealing with all of these unknowns, I thought, oh my goodness, is life going to feel like this? for however much more time I have left, because this is really hard. And now that I have 10 years of hindsight and looking back, I can say that there are days that I don't think about cancer at all. And if you would have asked me eight or nine years ago, I would not have thought that would be possible. I would have thought that I was going to think about cancer every day for the rest of my life. And the further out that I get and the more experience that I have having a headache that just turns out to be a headache or having something really bizarre go on with my body that turns out to not be cancer, you get practice, you learn to depend and trust on the Lord and you gain some more experience and it it gets easier. And so to those who are listening, who are probably still right in the midst of it and the thick of those unknowns, let me just encourage you to just take it one day at a time keep growing and exercising that trust muscle and faith in the Lord. And just know that it will get easier. It won't always feel like it does today. Thank you. That comes from a real place of love and understanding. We're so grateful. Thank you. I know people are going to want to connect with you and get your book. So um, if you're desperate to to do that, um, all Marissa's details will be in the show notes. 
But now we're going to take a moment to pray using our simple guided prayer practice that uses the acronym TRUST. And I'm delighted that Marissa has offered to pray for us and with us today. If this is your first time listening to Chemo Chair Prayers, we pray together using this guided prayer practice with the acronym TRUST, thanking him for who he is and what he's done resting in his love, unburdening our hearts, surrendering our hopes, fears and needs, and lastly, taking him at his word. And this is really an opportunity for you listening to be prayed for and for you to pray and make these prayers your own as we go through this. And this week, as Marissa prays, she'll pray for you and then we'll leave space for you to pray. So feel free to hit the pause button between each section and spend time praying yourself or simply sitting in God's presence. If you haven't already, you can download your own copy of our Trust Prayer Practice in a beautiful bookmark format on chemochairprayers.com. So let's pray together. First of all, thanking him for who he is and what he's done. Heavenly Father, you are the one who knows all things. Lord, you have planned all of our days before even one of them came to be, and you are faithful and good to your children. You love us. You are with us. You will never leave us or forsake us. And Lord, we know this is true because you have sent your son to live a perfect life, to die for us, to rise again. Lord, we can look to Christ and see your love for us and your faithfulness to us and know that we can trust you to be with us in all things. We take a moment now to thank you for what you've done for us. Now let's take a moment to rest in his love. Lord, you demonstrated your love for us and that while we were sinners, Christ died for us. And as Romans 8 tells us, you have given your own son for us. And so we know that you will, along with him, graciously give us all things. This is how much you love us. We never have to doubt your love. We don't have to earn your love. We can just look to Christ and point to him and what he has done for us. And it's, it's the end of our striving to be worthy of your love. Lord, you love us because of Christ, and we can rest in that today. Now let's unburden our hearts to the Lord. Lord, you know that... Life after cancer is challenging, that we feel overwhelmed, that we feel anxious, we feel worried, we grieve the loss of our life before cancer and the time when we didn't have to deal with these unknowns, the times that we would get a headache and we would just take some ibuprofen and move on with our day. Lord, we bring these burdens to you. We bring these challenges and these struggles and these unknowns. And Lord, we thank you that we can bring these burdens and we can lay them at your feet. And so we do that now, Lord.
now let's surrender our hopes, fears, and needs. Lord, we need your peace. We are fearful and we are afraid and we don't know what tomorrow holds, but we can surrender those unknowns to you. We know that you hold our lot secure. We don't have to figure these things out. We don't have to run through all the scenarios of what might happen and how we'll deal with each one. We can bring these things to you. We can surrender all of these fears, our hopes for what the future might be, our fears about what our future might be. We can bring these all to you, the one who knows and who cares for us. And so we surrender these things to you now. And lastly, let's take him at his word. Lord, we believe your word when it says that we have a beautiful inheritance waiting for us. Ephesians 1 tells us you've given us the Holy Spirit as as the guarantee of this inheritance that's waiting for us. Lord, we thank you for the Spirit's work in our life to help us believe when we're struggling to believe. That we take you at your word, that we are held by you, that we are cared for by you that you are our ever-present, our good, our faithful Father. Lord, all of these promises of your word, they are true. They've been guaranteed by Christ and by the presence of your Holy Spirit with us. And so even now, as we pray, we take your promises and we make them our own. And we pray these things in the precious name of your Son, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Marissa, thank you so much for praying with us and for us and allowing space for us all to to make those prayers our own as we go through that. And as always, I like to end our time together with an exercise, either spiritual or practical or both, that people can make their own and take into the week. And Marissa, I know that you have something that the listeners can do this week. What what would you like to encourage people to do throughout the week ahead? Well, I'd like us to focus on that replacement thought that we talked about earlier. And we spent some time on it, so I won't go through it all again, but just pay attention to your thoughts this week. And when you find yourself struggling with an unknown and thinking, oh, I could deal with this if I only knew this piece of information, I want you to stop and I want you to think, God will deal with this because he knows. And maybe like Nikki, you're going to write it down and you're going to put it (laughs) on your bathroom mirror or um, maybe put it on the steering wheel of your car if you're like me and you spend a lot of time in your car, just wherever you might need that reminder that God will deal with it because He knows you can trust Him to take care of it because He knows all things. So we're going to be watching out for those thought patterns and replace it with this truth about the Lord. Oh, that is so good and so helpful. And I don't know about you, Marissa, but I find that the more I repeat something, it's like it sinks in a little bit lower each time. And Mm -hmm. the first stage is always noticing when I'm doing that spiraling. And even just noticing it is a win. I'm going there again. (laughs) I noticed it. That's good. So 
if we can notice it and then replace the statement, that will be so helpful. Marissa, I can't thank you enough for being our first Chemo Chair Chats interview. It's been such a delight and I know people are going to want to connect with you. So if you do want to connect with Marissa, you'll find all her details, her website, her book details, where she is on social media, and maybe even a bit about the Proverbs 31 Ministries First 5 app over on our show notes, which is at nikkihardy.com slash episode 12. So do go there and go and say hello to Marissa. Marissa, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Nikki. You've been listening to Chemo Chair Prayers with me, Nikki Hardy. And I always say that thriving is a team sport, so I'd love to know how you're doing and how this simple spiritual exercise and our trust prayer were for you. You can always find me and leave a comment on the Chemo Chair Prayers website, chemochairprayers.com. And that's also where you can download a copy of your own trust-guided prayer format bookmark. If you've enjoyed Chemo Chair Prayers, please recommend it to a friend, your cancer support group, or maybe forward it to your pastoral care team who might be looking for resources for those with cancer. And then why not hit subscribe and leave a five-star review? Not only will that ensure that you get the next episode when it airs, but your review will mean that others journeying through cancer will be able to find Chemo Chair Prayers more easily. Now to him who is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine, according to his power that is at work within us, to him be the glory in the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Amen.